Well, listen, listen, why don't you start uh, helping us out in the kitchen? All right. Uh, you can start by sticking your face in, 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 in the freezer and making us some ugly things. <laughs> Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you might be. It's me, your buddy, Junk Man, back to annoy your asses with Junk Man Radio. Welcome to the program. Glad you could make it. Fire it up, man. It's just uh, going to be one of those beautiful days in Southern California, right here at Doll Hut Studios in Anaheim, California. Your one-stop shopping for recording and rehearsing and broadcasting, just a stone's throw from the Five Freeway South in Anaheim, California, next to the world-famous Doll Hut Club, a punk rock haven for many, many, many moons, and I'm glad to be here. Going to have a rocking day today, a lot to talk about and a lot to play for you guys. I have a guest calling in today and a lot more, so be prepared. Just get to it. So get that drink of choice in your hand, if that's the case. Maybe some snacks, perhaps. And uh, definitely get your volume knob adjusted accordingly. All right, let's start the show. It's Junk Band Radio. Let's get wild and funky. Can you dig it? Come on, everybody.
copains Tu peux te tirer de tous les coups
Junkman Radio. That, my friends, is the Who. The Who, as they would call them in, in England over there. And uh, from the Quadrophenia soundtrack, a.k.a. record. Uh, yeah, The Punk and The Godfather. Great movie. If you ever get a chance to see the movie of uh, Quadrophenia, the story of the whole thing about uh, a punk named Jimmy who... Uh, Gets in, all involved in the scene and just kind of overwhelms him. It's a great, great, great movie. Really independent kind of movie. Wasn't really a whole lot of money behind it, as I remember. But uh, the soundtrack, the the songs on that are some of the best stuff that The Who is, ever did. You know, they have a long career. Now they're kind of like the two because there's only a couple of them left. But they're still on the road. They're still doing shows, which is amazing to me. You know, the band that wrote the song, uh, Hope I Die Before I Get Old, was the was the uh, the tagline from my generation. It sure didn't, you know, it happened to, to half the band, but uh, Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend are still carrying on. Unbelievable. But the Punk and the Godfather, one of my favorites. Rival Sons from their first EP, Get What's Coming. Is that a powerful tune or what? That one just gets you right down there in the short and curlies, man. And... Uh, Oh, my God. When I first heard that record, I was blown away. It was like the second coming of Led Zeppelin, as far as I'm concerned. And now there's been the third and fourth and fifth coming of Led Zeppelin. So (laughs) I think Rival Sons has kind of led that charge, which is very cool. Uh, Did The Living End, band out of Australia, just a great song called Prisoner of Society preceded that. And uh, that was awesome. I, I just, I really, I, I, that song gets me fired up, and I hope it did the same to you, because that's the purpose, you know. Aggressive music, get it aggressive, you know. Uh, started things out with Tony O'K and Funky Western Civilization, a uh, a really cool tune to start a show. I agree, don't you? All right, it's Junk Band Radio. It's me, your buddy Junk Band, your happy host, playing you songs from my collection that I think you really need, and especially in these days where everything is so compartmentalized, you might want to say. you know, Oh, well, that's that kind of music. Oh, that's that kind of music. Oh, that's that kind of music. You know what? To me, good tunes is good tunes, good rock and good uh, music played by musicians. That's kind of what I'm about, and that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm playing this stuff. All right. Speaking of musicians, they really don't get better collectively in terms of a rock band than this band right here. I'm talking about Dream Theater. Saw them recently. And it's just, that's just the bottom line is there's nobody, five different players that play collectively like nobody's business, man. It's incredible. Oh, they're just, they're, they're a machine. And this is their latest. This is uh, from the Distance Over Time album. And it's called Paralyzed. I think you're going to love it. Hopefully you already do. And just groove it on it again. 
<laughs> but here we go. It's Dream Theater with their latest Paralyzed on Junk Man Radio. Crank this up, baby.
with hate Cause I'm drawn to someone else Looks like you could use a little sleep And sad you mention You caught me coming late Right by the door I'm to a floor that's freshly waxed That's my tracks blazes Some important questions Ask you to be nice It has no effect And I suspect that you suspect Didn't I say feelings were the last things to make them
Junkman Radio. Yes, it's magical, my friends. Magical. That's the Anderson Council. Great song from uh, very poppy from uh, the Anderson Council, band out of New Jersey from Jersey. Weezer, before that, with Photographs. That's a great song. I like that band a lot, Weezer. They uh, kind of cross over a lot of different genres. And uh, maybe that's why I like them so much, because I, you know, I, I refuse to be stuck in one area. I like to be all over the place and see what's out there. And in terms of rock music, which I just love, as you can tell, uh, they're one of the best at what they do. The Posies, a band out of uh, the Seattle, Washington area from back in the day, not grungy at all, but more of a, you know, more of a pop power pop type of band with great harmonies as well, which I love. And a great song called uh, My Big Mouth, <laughs> fittingly, right? <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots, the version with Chester Bennington. And from their EP, the one EP that they did together, which was terrific. Five awesome songs. That one uh, was called Same on the Inside. And a great song. Just love it. Got to see them twice with Chester, and he just fit right in. The late Chester Bennington, we have to say now, which is so sad. But, uh, man, great uh, great collaboration between him and uh, and the guys from Stone Temple Pilots. Megadeth with Hangar 18. Just had to throw that one in there, man, because I just I was feeling Megadeth-y. Is that a term? Megadeth-y? <laughs> and Dream Theater with uh, their latest and Paralyzed. Wow. Hey, it's Junkman Radio. Um, on the phone with me. I'm really, really, really glad an old friend and of all of us here, uh, I have uh, Megadeth bassist David Elfson. How you doing, Dave? Hey, Junkman. How are you, buddy? Good. Welcome to Junkman Radio. Glad to be here, man. We chat often and uh, we haven't chatted in a while. <laughs> so it's yeah. good to get caught up. Yeah, man. You are like probably the busiest guy. I think I've done more show prep with you than I have with any guest that I've had in quite a while because you've got so much going on right now, man. You are one busy dude. Yeah. Dude, I'm very blessed. It's, uh, you know, when I, um, I think I was telling you earlier just off the air, you know, we just made the announcement I've got this new memoir coming out, More Life with Death. And, and as I was writing, I, really, I literally wrote it in about a week. No I wrote it last year. We were out doing a coffee tour in the Midwest, and I was coming back home to uh, Arizona where I live. And, and my partner, Tom, and I, he, he said, he goes, dude, let's, let's write a book. It's time for another book. And, um, and I literally, I, was, I took a couple of flights and some trips, and I literally just like sort of vomited this book out all over my computer. <laughs> you know? And, and uh, in fact, I was talking to Head. I, I did a, a Comic-Con with Head. It was called Days of the Dead back in, in, in Chicago. It was me, uh, Brian Welch and, and Charlie Benante and had like three books out and, and I've got, I have two out and I'm like, man, I gotta get going. This guy's like, this guy's like a literary fiend, you know? And, and, and so I told him, I said, dude, you inspired me to get going. And, and, uh, I said, I just wrote a book last week. He goes, a week, what do you, it takes me like a year. Yeah. Know? Well, a lot and, of us. And it, 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 it does, you know, I mean, like by the time you, you know, you, you sort of write it, you, edit it you get done you know by then by the time it comes out of course it, it is about a year you know what i mean but but yeah it's you know in in that in the process of that i was thinking about okay well what do i write about i've, I've been in the obvious all right i'm in megadeth and you know blah blah blah. and and you know that's really what it was it was sort of a recap of, of these last several years of 
the MP Label Group, Combat, Ellison Coffee, just all these different things. Yeah. And just kind of uh, largely the story behind that. And then by nature, the combat component took it back into the earliest days of Megadeth. So there was a nice tie-in and everything. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, base story and me and Frank Bellow finally getting our album out this year. And That's a know, long time know, coming, just, man. That's a long time coming. You guys have been talking about that for quite a while now, from what I understand. It was. And, you know, the truth of it is, is, you know, there's some of these things you can only work on when the time allows. And, I mean, obviously, nobody's busier touring than Anthrax. And, right. And, and we've, you know, they did three years off their last album, kind of how we did three years off Dystopia. And, you know, but this last, you know, last 15 months or so for me has mostly been off the road, um, which is why I, you know, came up with Bass Story and doing some of these other things to, you know, um, kind of just stay out there with the fans and be, you know, be doing that. And, of course, we put the Metal Allegiance album out, um, on Nuclear Blast, back in September. And, of course, those are always kind of big events and, you know, that's why when, when uh, Mark Mengi, my you know, my partner in the band, he called, he said, look, I think I want to do a run of dates in April. Um, and, you know, kind of a nice little West Coast run here, of which is Phoenix, L.A., Vegas, and uh, San Francisco. And, um, and yeah, it's like, yeah, we, we should. You know, we don't get to work very much with Metal Legions because, again. Yeah, everybody's got busy schedules. Schedule. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got a, yeah, no, you got a lot know. of guys on this tour, man, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. It's like and it's the fifth anniversary tour, cats. too. Yeah. You know, it is. Yeah. Well, while everybody's doing 40th and 50th anniversary, we're doing five, you know, so, <laughs> but, but, but which I thought was kind of funny. It had, it had a good, good sense of humor about it. You know? Well, for our listeners that are, that are not familiar, they got, you got, you've got Chuck Billy, you've got Alex Skolnick from Testament. You've got John Bush. Mm-hmm. From Armored Saint, you got Max Cavalier, <laughs> you got Gary Holt, right. you got Mike Portnoy, we got Troy Sanders from Mastodon, you got Zetro from Exodus. I think at least on one yeah. of the shows, right? Or is he on all of them? Yeah, Zetro's going to do the San Francisco show. Is actually it's funny. It, it, it tied in nicely around the, the premiere of the Murder in the Front Row movie, which uh-huh. um, is going to premiere. They're going to they're going to basically screen it. I think at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, and then that night is the uh, then is the big meet and greets, and then there's the uh, then there's the Metal Legion show. We're kind of like the house band for that, and we're wow. gonna have the Exodus guys there. And you know, so what we tried to do on this run is is really bring out the flavor of the scene. Uh, obviously, Exodus, Murder in the Front Row for San Francisco. Um, we've got, uh, uh, Chris from five finger death punch is joining us as oh, well cool. as maybe a couple of other guests over in Vegas Yeah, here in, uh, here in Phoenix where, where I'm at, where we kick off on uh, Wednesday night, we have sacred Reich, Flotsman jets and Max Cavalera. Um, and of course myself, um, you know, we're probably only missing Alice Cooper and we'd pretty much have the, <laughs> and then maybe Rob Alford and we'd have the entire, yeah. we'd have anybody who's ever been part of Phoenix metal would be there, you know? Got to go. Find, um, you got to go find the guys from Surgical Steel and dig them up and throw them up there too. Yeah, you know, totally, totally, totally. You know, it's so funny you say that because I was just re- I'm reading KK Downing's memoir right now, and uh, uh, him, it's funny I'm reading him and, and Nick Menza reading both their memoirs. Yeah. And KK was literally where the part of his book he was just talking about how he uh, how Rob Halford is Jim Evans is that his name he was from Surgical Steel I think, he was right? one of them I know I know Scott singer. Travis was in that band and I know um, yeah what was his name the singer uh, that was with uh, their singer for the band he was actually uh, was Racer it? yeah he was in Racer Rats yeah. too yeah 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 that, that's funny that was the tie-in because he's talking about how Scott Travis joined the band around Painkiller you're right that's exactly yeah. right Jim Evans and I guess they 
all knew each other from, from, uh, racer X and Rob knew Jim, I guess, or somebody, I think it was Jim from surgical steel. So, you know, and again, that's you look, I mean, talk about, you know, the metal, the allegiance of metal. I mean, sure. That's what it is. You know? Sure. It's like we're all buddies. We're all, we all share the same record collection and it's fun to, when we get a couple minutes away from our main, you know, day gig bands, it's fun to step out with our buddies and just fire off some tunes. And that's and what we do in Metal Legion. And it's awesome that you do that. You know, with Mark Menge, he's such a good guy. He's such he's such a buddy to so many of these bands. And he worked, you know, in the in the, the equipment industry for so long. And it was so cool because he made right. all these friends. He said, let's go out and do a tour together. And, you know, it's awesome. It's, yeah. it's it's You could see it's like a gang of guys that just really, really like each other when you're on stage. As opposed to, you know, yeah, okay, it's exactly. Are on this side, and and these guys from, are on that side, you know. And we come from some different from from different backgrounds too. Absolutely. I mean, when we were getting when we were writing the first record, you know, I'm I'm Megadeth, but me and Skolnick have been close with each other with Testament Megadeth with the Thrash scene. But same time, I also do, as you can hear with me and Frank's record, some kind of just more mainstream rock stuff, not just only thrash. Mm-hmm. Skolnick, of course, is a is a college educated jazz musician. Yeah, Portnoy is yeah. a, a a prog hero. Uh, Mengi, we didn't really know what he was going to bring in, and he brought in this kind of Pantera meets Black Sabbath swagger about his mm-hmm. music, and and you know we really we realized God the four of us as much as we're friends in the metal scene and and so much alike that it was really our differences that really came together and and made this unique collaboration on these records that we're doing. So and then like I say to call up our friends like Troy from Masked Nun and yep. John Bush, and you know, bring our buddies in and have and them Max. participate, and even oh, Max, he takes it to a whole know, other Max, level. You know, he takes it to a total yeah, I mean, other Max, level. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We had this one song. It was a song that I mostly composed. This, this Voodoo of the God Sand. It was something that when uh, me and Skolnick and Portnoy were, we did a writing session together and, and wrote four of the tunes. And there's this moment I said, you know, let's. Said, you know, again, the first record was pretty thrash and, you know, it kind of went back to our, probably our age group. Um, and I said, you know, this new record, we should really think about European artists. We should, you know, maybe get out of our own thrash comfort zones and like, you know, well, how would Godsmack write? How would Sepultura write? How would, you know, um, maybe a more modern thrash, thrash band writer, a modern metal band, how would they write it? So I just kind of picked up the guitar and started chugging some riffs and that's how the Voodoo of the Godsend came about. And, and we didn't have a singer on it. And Mengi called me and he goes, dude, what about getting Max to sing on that? He goes, I, I said, dude, that's an awesome idea. So I hit Max, I hit his wife, Gloria, and I said, Hey, would Max, you know, want to, you know, give a listen to this track. And it turns out he was in the studio, same studio where I was going to go record my, uh, how about my that? Huh? Tracks for the, yeah. I mean, it just, you know, winds up and, and it was so fun for me because Max has been so kind to me. He's sure. had me playing a couple of Soulfly records and had me tour with him. And so it was fun for me to offer something back to him. Like say, Hey, you know what? You've been kind to me. Come over here, play, come over to my campus and, and let's, let's write a tune together. And so it's just so cool to have him part of this. I like this. It's like methodical metalheads, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, methodical yet brotherly. You yes, know? exactly. Exactly. Well, it's a cool tour. Got, this coming Wednesday, you're going to be at the Van Buren in your hometown of Phoenix. Uh, yep. That's going to go off in a big way. Uh, you got Thursday, yep. the next night, the 18th, at the Blasco Theater in Los Angeles. That's downtown, correct, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, I've never been to that theater Neither before, have I. So it's... Uh... Yeah, down by I think down kind of down by the Staples Center and right. that whole area down right. there. Yep. So um, 
yeah, so that, which is kind of cool. You know, it's so funny down, you know, I lived in LA for 10 years, you know, downtown had nothing going on, you know, unless you're in banking or drugs, you know, now it had so- nothing going on. And now, <laughs> now yeah, the- it's like this cool scene, you know what I mean? There's like, yeah. they got the Grammy museum. There's this whole, you know, it's this cool arts, you know, the fashion Institute is there. There's this whole kind of cool hip arts music community down there. So it's, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what the theater is. I think it's yeah, well, be a lot of fun. They've resurrected a lot of old vaudeville theaters down there and they've turned them into live music places. And I'm all about that, man. So I guess that's, that's going to be yeah. part of it as well. So, so that's Thursday, that's yeah. the 18th. And then the 19th, the next night you're out in the house of blues in Las Vegas, which is always a blast. Yep. It's such a great stage out there and a big, that's probably yep. the best set up of all the House of Blues, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of being able to see, you know, from all points. Yeah. Of, you know, it's got the best yeah. viewing of all of them. And uh, then the next night, Saturday, you're at the Fillmore in San Francisco, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. That's going to be, you know, yeah, the legendary exactly. Fillmore. You know? Yep, exactly. So it's and that that that's going to be a pretty big shindig up there. Like say again around this this murder in the front row movie, which a bunch of us are are are. It's a documentary film about the Bay Area thrashing, but there's a bunch of us that are in it. Dave's in it. I'm in it. Uh, obviously, the Exodus guys. So it's yeah, it's it'll be kind of a nice thrash metal homecoming there to the Bay Area on Saturday. It's funny you're becoming like a movie star. I've seen you in so many music documentaries over the last couple of years, man. You know, I saw you in Band versus Brand. You know, our buddy Bob Nelbandian's movies. Yeah. You know, I see you in a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, so you're uh, you're well, definitely you're definitely you know out there, man. They ask me to do it, and I always say yes. You know? And you will. And, and again, a lot, yeah, you know, people, a lot of people, especially like Bob and, you know, friends, my friend Fran Strine, he and Jason Hook were doing, uh, you know, the the hired gun film, which, and they got their deal with Netflix. And you know, these things are, they're always driven by passion, and it's mm-hmm. a labor of love, and that's why they want to get it up and running. And I'm always there to help them, man, because we all, we all are cheerleading and championing some passion of ours and it's nice when you can call people and they say sure man whatever you want you know i i I call in favors with people so when people call me i try to be very agreeable and be the wind in their sails well dude you are also the grammy award-winning uh david elveson too i might add too huh (laughs) well yeah now that now we can add that (laughs) yeah add add that to the pile of uh pile of either trouble or goodwill you're gonna have have to get a a whole new mantelpiece for your fireplace these days to put all these awards on (laughs) so well it's funny i have the grammy looking at it's right here my my home office which is also serves as my little workstation studio and wow so sitting underneath of a of a megadeth uh euthanasia gold record from argentina um so i you know it's it's you know but you know what i really want to put up is i think this is awesome judas priest poster that somebody gave me from back in like i don't know probably the screaming for vengeance days and i was thinking it's like you know it's nice to have your accolades on your wall, but you know, you don't, you can't see too much of yourself. Otherwise it's like living in a room of mirrors and all you see right. is you. So I right. need to get this, I need to get this Judas Priest poster up so I can look at my heroes and, you know, remember why I started doing this too. I got a room in my house for the very same thing, dude. I think uh, there's probably, I think I'm almost positive there's an autographed picture of you up there as well. So from, uh, from nice. many, many moons ago. But, uh, dude, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Now, people can get uh, tickets 
basically anywhere tickets are sold these days. I'm sure there's different outlets to uh, to get into the Metal Allegiance shows that are happening this week. So um, yeah, know. pretty much, and also MetalLegiance.com. I know we've got yep. uh, a link or a, to kind of point you there. I'm sure so I think it's the Live Nation show, so LiveNation.com. And of course, if you just go to the door and you know go old school metal and show up at the door and buy a ticket, um, tickets will be there. So yeah, look forward to seeing everybody. And it'll be good good time to get back to L.A. and, and rock the hometown team there. Oh man, it's gonna be so much fun! I wish I had some time to get out there this weekend. This week is just there's there's no way. I'm just I'm yep. everywhere. I, hear but I, I know I where hear to you. I know where to find you. There's a million other places in that you know that I know <laughs> where to find David yep. Elvison if I need him because you were just everywhere, yep. dude. You got the big Megadeth yep. cruise coming up, the Mega Cruise coming up in October, which I know we're gonna yep. we're gonna have you back on the show to talk about all these other things that you got going on. You got Psycho Las Vegas that you guys just announced you're gonna be playing at. That's an August, yeah, yeah. Um, you got you know, God, you got your record with Frank, which we just alluded to. Um, yeah. Man, you know everything. It's just you're you're like the yeah. busiest guy in rock these days, and I love it because it can't happen to a nicer guy yeah. than you. You know, so. Well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You know, it's just again a lot of fans that have just been so supportive, and you know, all these things are really just about kind of taking it all back out to the fans, man. Yep. They just we're so lucky. We've got this huge fan base around the world. They. They come out and support the things we do, and um, obviously we're working on a new Megadeth album, um, you know, now actually, and and uh, and other stuff in the works on that front. So it's 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 good, man. It's got a, got a lot of a lot of fun things, and it's nice to wake up and be creative every day. Did cool. you ever think all this stuff was going to be uh, possible when you were thinking back to the beginnings of this book? You know, like when you're first starting out with Megadeth, that all these things are going to be coming uh, to be, you know, so to speak. You know. It's interesting. I did. Um, Megadeth was a band when I met Dave. And again, I didn't know that it would look like this. You know, you, you had to be on the phone with Jumpman talking about Metal Legion. You know, I didn't maybe know this detail of it. But, you know, the truth of it is, when I met Dave, it's like, you know, I, there was something in the air, man. I mean, you could feel that this was gonna this was gonna be big. And and I also knew it was not gonna happen overnight, that it was it was a real metal band and it, it was gonna have a big lift. Of course he was just got out of Metallica, so there was a lot of right. interest. Um and uh I think a lot of people were looking at him like, Hey, what's his new bass player like? He just got done playing with Cliff Burton and we really liked him. So is his new bass player good? Like who is this guy? You know? <laughs> and so which in a large way helped really, I think, create this this really frontline lead bass dynamic that I get to enjoy in Megadeth, you know, that it's the bass is a real anchor instrument for a lot of the songs. Um it's not just a back <clears throat> a background instrument, it's a lead instrument and, and it really you know, it really helped me enjoy playing bass just that much more, you know, knowing that I'm a, a real frontline member of a, of a band that we started. So, um, but yeah, just the overall, the arc of Megadeth, it could just feel, man, there was, there was, there was some real cool voodoo in this one, you know, and some good magic. So I think the biggest thing, you know, like I would say, the hardest part is starting the band. The second hardest part is keeping it together and keeping it on the track. And we've been able to do both and we're very fortunate for that. And again, the title of the book? Uh, my new book is called More Life with Death. My first memoir was called My Life with Death. This one is More Life. More Life with Death. So it, in a way, a sequel title, but not really a sequel. It's just more info, correct? 
<laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Yeah. And I, and I didn't, you know, I, I did dovetail a little bit on a few things that I talked about in the first book, just kind of for historical reference. You know, like as I was writing it, my partner, Tom, would always say, it's like, you know, when you go see the new Spider-Man movie, they always sort of do a recap of the one before it. Right. So this way, if you didn't see the one before it, you kind of want to be brought up to speed. You know, you want to be, you know. So we did a little bit of that and, and just kind of for historical reference, but yeah, all pretty much otherwise all, all new stuff. And, and like I said, I really went back into the early days of Megadeth, um, uh, especially with now me owning, you know, relaunching combat records, uh, the band's first label. And yeah. what was cool about that junk man, as I noticed, you know, that like the, the nineties kind of rest in peace on, I mean, that story's largely been told, you know, it's, it's been out there. Um, it's on the internet. It was on MTV. There's the, the press and everything was, was, was pretty big around that time. But the early days in the eighties, that's largely the untold story. And that's the story that I really chose to focus on. And, and the true the fans, that's really what they love to dig into. You know, they want to know all those yes. questions that they've had for years. And this is, this is a great yep. way for them to, uh, to find out. Plus, you know, it's, it's kind of easy. You want, okay. You want to know about this, you know, instead of having like, you know, an hour interview with me, you can cut it a little bit short and say, Hey, read the book, you know, <laughs> you yeah, want me to yeah. answer that question? <laughs> I don't want to go back 25 years. Go read the book. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start using, that junk man i'm gonna my friend junk man said read the book read the book forget asking me questions about you know like when i when i (laughs) i listen to all these quote unquote journalists you know and they've got something they've got a guy that's been playing for a while such as yourself and you've got new things to push but they delve right into well 35 years ago i went to see you and blah blah and it makes me ill it's got to make you just like your head twist around like you know completely hearing well, people you know, asking the you these is, things now you could just say the hey, read of, the book it's right there yeah. you know well now you can say read the book but you know the truth <laughs> of it is is you know we we again there's there's i've grown up in in obviously in megadeth since i was 18 when we started the band yeah and uh there's these generations that have just grown up with us so it's like you know you never know if people are like hey i just bought dystopia it's my first megadeth album or hey man i bought killing is my business and sometimes the people that, that are into killing is my business are teenagers right you're like geez really like that's the album you know um so you know you just never know when people come into your wheelhouse and discover your band and they, they, and, and which record which song which moment of our legacy really is sort of their voice, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I try to be respectful for that. That's, you a, just don't that's, know, that's you know. a great way of looking at it. That's a great way of looking at it, man. It's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, will you be, I obviously with everything else you got going on, will there be time to do an actual book tour for this or not? There will. Uh, and in July, I'm tying it around uh base story. I think I might call it book story, uh, just to change it up a little bit. Um, That's great. Because I started doing base. Yeah, I started doing base story, which was essentially kind of my solo storyteller night out kind of um, events. And I was, I've done them around the world now. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to be doing, um, you know, the, uh, the you know, tying base story in with the book now, which I think really adds even more to it. Because along with it, I'm also releasing this solo album on combat. Um, which, you know, God knew that I would ever end up back on combat records myself as an artist, because we did not have such a great experience, which again, is in the book by the book. Um, but, uh, you know, we, our early days with combat, they were just a very young little label and, you know, largely combat became the house that Megadeth built, um, because of our, you know, we, then we got signed to Capitol records on album two and, you know, we went on to, you know, carve a, and pave a pretty cool path for, you know, for, 
for uh, for combat. And but combat has had these, you know, again, Circle Jerks, Exodus, Merciful Fate, you know, Sword, all these great yeah. artists that were on were on the label. And and so you know now to be the one to relaunch it and have it inside my label wheelhouse is really cool because it. I'm reminded by other people, um, you know, that grew up in that era that go, man, combat records to us was, it was, it was, it was iconic, man. It just had such all these cool bands we grew up on. So, you know, for me to put my own album out and, you know, it's solo album, but it's got a couple of new tracks that I, that I wrote. Um, and then it also has some stuff it has got like some F5 demos, you know, um, that we, that are super awesome. I've been wanting to put these out for yeah, years. Yeah, I remember when they came out and, and they were just, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the demos are really cool because they're, they, they, they've they got a, a kind of a heavier, darker sound yep. to them. There's also some things I co-wrote um, back in the early nineties. We were on a break in 93 on the countdown to extinction tour. I went into a, a really heavy songwriting mode with a friend of mine in, in LA um, and one of the songs, ironically, uh, John Bush sang on a song called "If You Were God," and um, and then I also had David Glenn Isley, who was in Jeffrey and House yep. of Lords. He sang on some stuff for me. So yeah, so these I'm I'm kind of purging the vaults of these these tracks I've just been sitting on that I just really wanted people to hear, and now is the time. So I'm going to put that out to coincide with the new book, and that'll be great for book story and Betty story. Well, you know, also too, I know with this with this label, and I know you're involved with a lot of new bands and things like that. You know, getting new bands started. Will you be adding new bands to Combat Records as well, or is that going to be a different entity yeah, altogether? We, we we are no, we, you know, Combat. We really want to really. It's important with that label because there were some records put out during I don't know the two thousands um, by another you know sort of set of people that had owned or were overseeing the label and the brand at that mm-hmm. time. Um, and uh, to me and, I, and and my team, we feel it's super important that this be a thrash punk rock, you know, probably more thrash, but you know that it really retain that original identity of yep. what, of the relevance that combat had, and it's really important. So we're very choosy about who actually goes on the combat brand versus who just goes maybe just straight to you know the EMP label group brand. Um, so it's um, you know, it, but it's it, but it's also fun because it, it's 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 important to just really have the proper identity with it. Well, I know you uh, you you got a limited amount of time, dude. I really appreciate you uh, you calling in with us. Uh, just to recap, Metal Allegiance will be playing uh, this coming Wednesday, the seventeenth, at the Van Buren in Phoenix. Thursday, the eighteenth, at the Blasco Theater in Los Angeles. Uh, Friday the 19th at the House of Blues in Las Vegas, and Saturday the 20th, 420, dude, at the Fillmore in San Francisco. Boy, there's going to be a lot of, uh, I, I would imagine, ingestibles going on in that house that night. <laughs> in the whole city, actually, yeah. you know? <laughs> in the old city, man. Full um, old school thrash metal, man. Dude, Chuck, so cool. Chuck why Billy. The, why the banner, man? Yeah, exactly. Chuck Billy, Alex Skolnick, John Bush, Max Cavalera, Gary Holt, Mike Portnoy, Troy Sanders from Mastodon, Steve Zetra Sousa from from Exodus, Mark Mengi, and of course our good friend Dave Ellison, and more and surprises all throughout the tour. So get your tickets this week and right now, as a matter of fact, because it's going on this whole week. It's going to be a rockin' mega week. So, um, dude, you've got this track that uh, from from Metal Allegiance that I've got over here that I was listening to before. If you cannot get fired up by listening to John Bush on vocals, there's something seriously wrong with you or your tone deaf. Um, tell us about the song Bound by Silence, dude. This is awesome. 
Yeah, Bob Bye Sound, it's actually a song that uh, Mark Mengi wrote. And, and, you know, as we write these, we, we then think about who would be the proper voice to sing it. Um, this is not the kind of band where we go, let's get famous people and then figure the right. music out later. The music always comes first on this. And so as a personal song to Mark and, and, and uh, you know, John Bush's name came up and, you know, John was for quite a few years, kind of went off the radar. You know, he was yep. really at home with his family and yep. didn't want to be out touring. And, and so we all respected that. But then as Armored Saints has come back out in the last couple of years, you know, John has really made himself available and so happy to have him on the tour. And, and I mean, this song right here is just a perfect example of why he's a part of Metal Legion. Absolutely, man. It's just, it's a killer. You know, it's funny, interesting, too. He and I, well, he was actually, during those years, he was an actual DJ at knac.com where I where I did shows for years in, in uh, when we were at the old studio on, in Santa Monica. And he was doing mornings, and I was doing overnight. So John and I used to do crossovers. Like, <laughs> nice. he's getting off of work, yeah. and I'm getting on. You know, I'm getting off of work, and he's getting on. <laughs> And he was the morning guy there for a little while. So, yeah, he's a busy guy. But, yeah, this this track yeah. completely cranks. So, dude, I, I really appreciate you calling on. And, uh, dude, we'll, we'll definitely talk uh, some more about all your other stuff uh, after uh, this tour ends. And, uh, Sounds you know, good, Junk you, Man. You always got a place here at Junk Man Radio, my friend. So hang on the line just Thanks. for a second, appreciate okay? I'm going to crank this one out. This is, uh, this is called Bound by Silence, and it's uh, Metal Allegiance featuring our good friend John Bush on the vocals. Crank it. Hang on just for a second there, Dave. Again, it's David Elfson. Thanks, man.
Junk Man Radio. Oh, man, I messed up the end of that. Bound by Silence, that's Metal Allegiance featuring John Bush from, from Armored Saint on the vocals. That will definitely get you fired up, as I mentioned. Holy smokes. Anytime you listen to John Bush, man, you just want to start beating your chest like King Kong because he's just, uh, he knows how to fire up a crowd. Uh, well, again, my thanks to David Olufsen for calling in here at Junkman Radio, letting us all in about uh, all the things that are happening. Uh, just uh, not even all the things that are happening with, with him these days, but part of them. That's uh, all about the Metal Allegiance Tour, again, happening this week in uh, four different cities. Go check them out. Go Google them. Metal Allegiance. You'll find them anywhere you want, social media-wise. Google them and find out separate websites or ticket places where you can find things, uh, you know, tickets for the shows, any of that. But, yeah, he's got so much more. We have confirmed that we will be having another chat with him uh, after this tour just to cover all the rest of the stuff. I think it's probably the first guest that I've had on the show where I've had him on, on multiple times to promote everything they've had going on in one year. This is going to be a trip. Because he's just got, you know, there's Megadeth, there's this. He's got a coffee brand. He's got a record labels. He's got uh, new records coming out, um, new bands that he's working with. There's just so much stuff going on with David Ellison these days and the guys in Megadeth and everybody affiliated with that. It's just, uh, wow, really, really cool to hear and see somebody that busy doing stuff that he loves. So, again, my thanks to David Ellison for calling in here at Junk Man Radio. You're listening to The Junk Man. Having a good time here on Junk Man Radio, uh, playing you the tunes that I love so much. This one's brand new. This is uh, from Tesla for their brand new record, Shock. That's right. And uh, produced by Def Leppard's Phil Collin. This is called Taste Like. Very retro-sounding cool, kind of cool tune that I know you will love. It's called Taste Like. Brand new from Tesla on Junk Man Radio.
for it, mister. Junkman Radio. Orange County's own social distortion and reach for the sky. Great stuff from that band. A great, great American band. And uh, from right here in the neighborhood, you know, used to do some legendary shows at the Doll Hut Club, which is steps away from where I'm broadcasting for you here at Doll Hut Studios in Anaheim, California. Doll Hut, the club right next door. Social Distortion appeared there many times. Played some uh, really killer punk, but Reach for the Sky, just a great song from them. As they have many. Sex Pistols, a classic, pretty vacant. Preceded that. I played my boys Little Caesar from their brand new one, Eight, and the song Vegas. Love that tagline. Too stupid for New York, too ugly for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, I've known those people quite a bit. Airborne out of uh, Australia and a song called Running Wild preceded that. I played Kicks, great band, just headlined the Rainbow Bar and Grill 47th anniversary party recently. And they played uh, that particular song, Same Jane. 
Good stuff. Love that band. That was one of those bands that came out of the 80s that, you know, they had songs, a lot of songs. They had hits, a lot of hits. And just kind of got lost in the mix, you know, because they weren't from L.A. They are from Baltimore, and they stayed in Baltimore. Didn't play in L.A. for like 20 years. And then came back, and it's like they never left, man. Uh, their singer, Steve Whiteman, uh, I know he's in his 60s. I'm not quite sure exactly how old, but he's like a kid on stage and never, you know, misses a note. His voice doesn't break. He's got an amazing voice. And uh, the band just behind him is just killer. They're, just, they're tight. Got a great show. Love them. So had a really good time watching them at the Rainbow Anniversary Show, which technically is in the parking lot of the Roxy, which is right next door in on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. And they have these all-day parties where they have all these bands that play, and they headline it, uh, Kicks headline it, and it was awesome. So Tesla, another great live band, and they're from their new one, Shock. That one <clears throat> was a song called Taste Like. Mm. Sounds kind of tasty to me, you know. <laughs> me being junk band, your bud, your pal, your uh, host here at Junk Band Radio. I think it's time to salute uh, one of our sponsors here at Junk Band Radio, VintageRock.com. That's right. VintageRock.com is uh, one-stop shopping for all things vintage and rock, meaning uh, you know some classic rock stuff. You know, A lot of the bands that built up the whole rock and roll scene, great articles and things to uh, read about and... Um, just get into your mind on VintageRock.com. And we're going to salute uh, one of the bands that uh, is definitely a part of the Vintage Rock scene and do our Vintage Rock six-pack. That's right, six songs in a row from either a band or a style that uh, falls into the Vintage Rock genre. Today, I'm picking out of Los Angeles The Birds, very groundbreaking band that involve folk and rock at the same time. Kind of made the the Rickenbacker twelve string guitar and its chiming sound played by one Jim McGuinn, aka Roger McGuinn, very famous, and it became part of their whole sound. And a, a, unknowingly, at the time, it involved a lot of members of the Wrecking Crew, which are studio musicians that were based here in Los Angeles that played on virtually everybody's record, but they helped them out with a lot on this particular number. The birds grew to different areas in their uh, in their career. Uh, they went country for a while, and they did folk, and they did rock, and they did pop, and they did all kinds of cool stuff, and they were just the coolest band in L.A. at the time, probably around 1965. And everybody was just into them, and they influenced so many others, and they went on to uh, a very long career. I was just looking online the other day, and Roger McGuinn, who was the guy that was talking about playing guitar and singing, actually lead on this first song, uh, was just singing one of the songs that I'm going to play for you right here. Just the other day. So he's still at it. You know, He's got to be in his 70s by now, but even so, you know, he's got a great sound and still pulls it off. So let's do our vintage rock Dot com six pack featuring the birds here on Junk Man Radio. Let's get twangy.
senses have been stripped And my hands can't feel to grip And my toes too numb to step Wait only for my boot heels to be wandering I'm ready to go Dancing spell my way I promise to go under it Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man Play a song for me I'm not sleepy and There ain't no place I'm going
vintagerock.com six pack the reason why oh I can say I have to let you go and right away after what you did I can't say I
got her and I'm pulling on her And she's pulling back like this mule going up a ladder And I take a choice and I jump right up on her Damned if I don't land right on top of her And she takes off Running up onto the ridge Higher than I've ever been before She's running along just fine Till she stops and something spooked her The sidewinder all coiled and ready to strike She doesn't know what to do for a second But then she jumps off the edge Me holding on Above the hills Higher than eagles were gliding Suspended in the sky Over the moon Straight for the sun We were riding My eyes were filled with light Behind us black walls Below us above Shadows in the sound 
Junkman Radio. Wrapping up a VintageRock.com six-pack of uh, some music from the Birds. That one, a love that, or just love that never dies, which was uh, on a box set or a collection of songs that uh, Birds came out with a number of years ago, and they tried to get back together again, and they did, actually, for a little bit and recorded a record, and that was... uh, I think it was from the late 80s or early 90s that they did that. And uh, that was pretty much the last thing that they did together as a band collectively. But uh, yeah, that one there, A Love That Never Dies with Roger McGuinn on the vocals. Chimes of Freedom preceded that one. Another one, great one. Uh, A lot of those featuring Roger McGuinn on the vocals. You know, Gene Clark was uh, the other lead singer for the Birds. And of course, David Crosby was in there. And, uh, you know, Chris Hillman. All great singers, but uh, I guess that's what happens. I've uh, noticed that when bands have multiple lead singers, they don't they don't tend to last. <laughs> I think one decides, well, I can do this by myself without the band, and blah blah blah, whatever. But uh, 
Roger McGuinn pretty much um, stayed true the whole time with the birds for the most part. Uh, Chimes of Freedom, again, uh, played that one. Chestnut Mare, a great one that he does about singing about his horse (laughs) or a horse. I think it was his. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful song. Um, Played a whole, I'll feel a whole lot better from the birds as well. That one was redone by Tom Petty a number of years ago on his first solo record and did a great job on that. But uh, I love that song. Feel a whole lot better, get you amped up. Have you seen her face? Great song that you don't hear a whole lot. I think that was from around 1966 or 67. And uh, always has been one of my favorite bird songs. I always thought that song should have had a lot more, uh, should have been a bigger hit, you know, but it was just a great, great song. And uh, just a great killer guitar player on it. It uh, thrills me to play that for you. <laughs> uh, the bird started things out with uh, Mr. Tambourine Man, which, uh, you know, Bob Dylan song, but they did their take on it. It became a hit, big hit in 1964, 65, 65, I think it was. But uh, man, I'm telling you, a great, great, great band. I love the harmonies. You know, I'm all about it. You know, I'm, I'm a heavy, heavy rocker a lot of times, but I love just blending harmonies. And I'm going to continue on because i got a couple of bands here that I'm going to do that that uh, definitely are masters at that and from my personal collection. One of which I was inspired yesterday. I saw a friend of mine wearing a jellyfish shirt, which I think besides me, he's the only guy that I know that owns one of those, <laughs> including the guys in the band. I don't even think they have them. But uh, I saw him wearing one yesterday, so I have to uh, play some jellyfish right now. And this one's called Now She Knows She's Wrong. It's great. Just a cool song. And a whole bunch of them that I'm going to do with uh, with some harmonies that uh, I think you're going to dig. So it's Junk Band Radio. Here's Jellyfish. It's not the same without him here. 20 years of him dead and gone. This vodka does a memory clear. Though it's too hard to imagine what these tears are for.
Radio. Ain't that nice? Oh man, that's the Eagles and How Long from uh, Last Road Out of Eden, their final record together with uh, the late Glenn Fry. Just uh, wrapping up a, a set of some killer harmony music. And I really, really dug that, man. It just it puts me in a great mood. I just feel good. You just can't not feel good if they're hearing vocals like that. So I had the Eagles right there with How Long. For that, a local L.A. band uh, called the Tories that I just, they put out two records, and I loved both of those records. And that one uh, was a song that initially didn't make the cut of their second record, which was called The Upside of Down, and they, they included it on a re-release and, uh, you know, with a couple extra tracks, and that was one of them was called All Right Tonight and showing the uh, the great three-part harmonies that that band had and uh, All Right Tonight by the Tories. The Bangles, famous for theirs, and Ride the Ride from uh, Dollhead Revolution, I think the name was the record of the that that came from. I can't remember. But um, good stuff from the, from the Bangles and Ride the Ride. Venice. A legendary band from Southern California here. I'm a big fan of theirs. Uh, the family of the Lennon brothers and cousins. And a great song about uh, a family, a tragedy in their family. And a song called Sunrise, August of 69. And uh, just a really, really, really cool song. Just incredible harmonies. Those guys do it better than just about anybody out there right now. And have for quite some time. Jellyfish started it out with uh, Now She Knows She's Wrong, just from one of their classics. Uh, 
um, spilt milk. And, uh, man, just uh, that stuff puts me in just a happy mode when I listen to music like that, you know? There's different ways of that get you fired up, you know? And that's, that's one that definitely does it for me, so I hope you liked it. But I'm getting ready to get out of here. Me being junk man, I'm ready to hit the road. But uh, uh, my thanks to David Ellison for, from Megadeth from calling in today and talking about uh, all the things that are happening with him. He's going to call back because he's got so much stuff going on. He's going to call in again. Uh, pretty soon down the line and and let us know an update. So get ready for that. Lots of guests here on Junk Band Radio. So uh, glad to have them. It's all about the rock band and a lot more. I'm going to bid you a farewell with uh, Hailstorm, good friends of mine, and talking about the rock show, which we all love. So I'll be getting to see Hailstorm do the rock show again uh, coming up soon. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Keep it cranked. It's Junk Band Radio live at Doll Hut Studios in Anaheim, California. Here's Hailstorm. See ya. Little girl, you like it loud. Come alive in the middle of a crowd. You want to scream, you want to shout, get excited when the
Jump right. 